0: Welcome to the Mormon Medium Podcast, where we'll talk about spirituality, the paranormal, religion, and my journey in becoming a Mormon medium. I'm Nanette Ride. Thanks for listening. and let's go have some fun. Don't be afraid. Welcome to the Mormon Medium Podcast. We are your hosts, Nan and Brad. And today, we're continuing our conversation with Brenda Griffith. She does sound baths, and she is an expert healer. I'm just going to put that out there because she is. She is so knowledgeable, and she's going to share some more of her knowledge with us.
1: We will go ahead and join the episode as we left off. So, Brenda, I've got a question for you. You have some traditional training with herbal remedies, right? Didn't you Mm -hmm. take a a pretty cool trip to go and and train under a shaman?
2: I did. When I was getting my master's degree, I was able to take some time off to go to Peru and uh, study in the Amazon jungle. And uh, the shaman there was very interesting. We were actually there to help build a medical facility that they were placing in the Amazon jungle. There were several people from all over the world coming, young people mainly coming in. We just happened to kind of latch onto that and kind of followed them in. But I remember this one particular village and they were letting me go with the kids because I never could really go with the shaman. He was busy. He didn't have time for me. (laughs) But as I was following the children, I was really surprised that they could tell me the scientific name and the common name of the plants. And they would say, oh, don't touch that. It's not good right now. And I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, because there was a drought. And and I'm like, okay, what does that have to do to think? Well, when plants are without water or in a drought situation, they, they will start to produce chemicals to save themselves and to ward off the insects and things like that. So poisons, which is where a lot of our chemotherapy comes from. So it was really interesting to to see these children and the knowledge that they had of their surroundings. And I thought, I wonder if I go home and ask my grandkids what's in our backyard, <laughs> if they could tell me. I doubt they could. I can't yeah, do dying that. Dying to know,
0: you said that about chemotherapy. Like, what? what? <laughs>
2: Yeah, your your plants, in order to protect themselves, will produce poisons. And so sometimes right. we'll stress a plant to get the chemicals from that in order to create the chemotherapy and things that we have in order to help ward off cancer. So it's interesting. Like I said, I think that there can be a marriage between allopathic medicine and the medicine from eons of time, which is plant medicine or your other... Entities of healing. I think that there can. I think that alternative medicine, complementary medicine, is just that: is complementary, and it is alternative. It is it is another choice. And and I'm all about choice. I think that, you know, we should be able to look at the path we want to use to heal ourselves, and that we should be able to do so freely, and that we should have the ability and the the resources available to us. And I think that when we get into healing, that sometimes one side will use fear in order to... Coerce the other side, and I think that that's sad. And that's one of those frequencies that's really low. Is when we use the frequency of fear. So whenever I see, I'm not going to pull any punches. We saw
1: a lot of that during COVID, right? Uh, We sure. You're going to die unless you get the jab. You are going to kill all of your neighbors if you don't get the jab. There was a lot of fear and a lot of force used. Well,
2: there was a lot of non-science that was also being preached at the time. And I, when when I looked, okay, first of all. I was a public health nurse. I gave immunizations. I'm not against that. I I think, again, it's using good common sense and utilizing the body in a way that the body can enforce and um, empower the immune system to work. But I think that with COVID, number one, it was something that we didn't know about. It was new, so it was a novel virus or so they tell us. And I think that there was a lot of fear for lack of knowledge. And I think that too many people fell into that instead of doing their research and instead of really listening to what was being said. And I think when I really awoke to the problem was when I was hearing them say, even if you've had COVID, you need to get the jab Mm -hmm. because your immune system isn't good enough. And I thought, wait a minute, that makes no sense. (laughs) That makes no sense to me. We've never said that before. And if this is a novel virus, and if we don't have the knowledge we think we have about it, why are we saying that without having the science behind it? So that was a concern for me when that was being touted. And also if you were asymptomatic, that you could spread it. I was like, well, we've never had that before. So there were just too many things that were going against what I had been taught. Mm. Being in healthcare and being a nurse and, and looking at the immune system in the way that I did, it didn't make sense to me. And so that was why I decided not to, to get it. I ended up with COVID <laughs> right. and it was a pretty bad case of it. But I trusted my body, did a lot of prayer. And a lot of meditation used oxygen (laughs) and uh, relied on my vitamin therapies and was able to, to get past that. Now I'm
0: pretty sure that you had COVID right before I knocked on your door Mm -hmm. because I had been exposed to COVID through Brad and you still invited me into your house and and your husband even said, Oh, don't worry about it. We've already had it come on in. Mm -hmm. And I was just (laughs) like, Oh wow. There was zero fear here. Like it was very (laughs) accepting, very like we know what we're doing. Come on in and let's talk about how we can help yeah. type of thing. It was, yeah. it was cool. Cause I was like, that's the medical side that I know as a respiratory therapist. It was like that. It didn't make any sense that the things they were telling us, like you yeah. had to be so much so fearful. I was like, no, no, the body doesn't work like that. Like, yeah.
2: I think that we're at a really interesting time. I think that, and this is just Brenda's opinion. Okay. I have nothing, just my, my take. I think that we are in a, in a state in our world, not just the country, but in the world where we're battling between those energies that are of love and light and those energies that are of the dark. You can call it God and Satan, whatever you want to. It doesn't to, matter what you it say. It doesn't it's really the same, matter. Same. You know? It's the same yeah. thing. So, and I think that everything that is God given or God created, it seems like, The dark side wants to destroy that. And so with COVID, I think that there were some freedoms that were lost because people were succumbing to that lower energy of fear and darkness. And by doing that, we gave up a lot of control. And so I think that that's one thing with these different types of healing where you're reliant on yourself. You're reliant on that inner light. And you're reliant on that inner knowledge, those God-given beautiful things that he created, like our immune system, our innate ability to heal ourselves. And I think in scripture he does say, heal thyself, physician heal thyself. I think that we have that capability, and again, it goes back to faith in our creator, in knowing that we have those innate abilities to do so, that uh, makes a big difference. And I think that when people are in ignorance, that instead of bringing themselves back into the light, whichever method they use to do that, they end up going into these deeper, darker fears. And fear-mongering is a great tool that Satan likes to use. And that's why I said, my philosophy in life, my way of making decisions, as I always say, is this about control? Is this about putting me in a state of fear? Or is this about putting me in a state of light? and love, and laughter, and compassion, and kindness, and all those things, and if I can feel that, then I know I'm on the right path. I can make that decision, but if I'm feeling yucky, and mucky, and like, boy, they're really trying to force this, they're really trying to control me, then I just want to push that away. Yeah, I don't want to go back. down that path, right, and I think when in the history of medicine have we ever given away a free vaccine, and then said, you have to take it, When have we ever taken away jobs if you don't? When have we ever said you can't go shopping, you can't do this, you can't go see grandma? When have we ever done that? And why did we so readily accept that? And I think that that's the question the lesson from COVID is that we need to start digging deep down inside ourselves and saying, what side of the fence am I on here? Am I on the fence of light and love, or am I on the fence of dark and fear? Because I'm choosing fear over light and love, then I need to readjust my internal clock here, my internal beliefs, and and try and decide exactly who it is that I'm serving. Because I think if we're serving love and light, then we're not going to go with the control and the fear-mongering because that's not going to serve us.
0: A hundred percent. It's so interesting because you don't know all the way what I do. I've kind of given you like an oversight of what I do, but you really don't know in depth. And so many of the things that you were saying are actual things that I use and say all the way down to the breadcrumbs. Like I'm just like in awe right now. So what I deal with is the energy centers. So your meridians, your chi, I use acupressure to correct those things, not acupuncture, no needles here, right? And I also work with the chakra systems. So you, you deal with the same things with your sound baths and things like that. But in what I do, I deal with traumas, trapped emotions and trapped belief systems that are in those energy centers. And I know how to move them out. I know how to get them out and to allow the person to be able to grab a hold of all of their emotions, light and dark, and be able to understand them and give themselves grace to release them because we're souls having a human experience. right? Right. And she's shaking her head. Yes. And we're supposed to experience things in all perspectives and in all ways so that we can become the creators of our own lives and our own destinies. And it's just so beautiful because I've seen, I've witnessed my own clients and I'm not a doctor either. I don't prescribe, I don't diagnose, I don't do any of those things, but I move energy. And I have been able to stand in that sacred space of watching a body heal itself. I've had clients come in with extreme pain all over their body and they come in with the faith knowing that I know how to move that out and I do and they leave with zero pain like I've had people come in with rheumatoid arthritis and all twisted up and extreme pain like they can't even walk on their bare feet and they leave with their body starting to heal they're starting that journey and then they'll text me a few days later I can walk barefooted in my in my yard for the first time Mm -hmm. like it's just a sacred space to stand and watch the body be able to heal itself because it can. I know I'm proof of that back years and years ago. I had fibromyalgia. I was on like nine different kinds of medication. I was on depression medication. I was on sleeping medication. I literally couldn't walk very far. That's that's just just Cooper
2: adding his two cents.
0: I love him. (laughs) But I love that you're saying all of the same things and that sound can help with that help with healing. I'm super curious to know what your sound baths are like, like where do you start and what kind of clients do you help?
2: When I first started, a lot of the clients that I was seeing actually were post chemotherapy patients and they were dealing with depression, fear, is it going to come back? That kind of a thing and trusting that they truly were healed. And then also people that were dealing with anxiety, with uh, COVID and everything that's going on in the world. I think a lot of people are very anxious. I know I have my moments. <laughs> so but we all, yeah, so those were the clients that I was dealing with. I remember when I was first starting and my grandson, I decided he wanted one. And he's, he's such a cutie, but he he knew he had an appointment with me, and it was when I... You always use your family members when you start anything, right? Yeah. They're, they're your guinea pigs. So he said, I'll come right after work. And so he picked up his younger sister, and they came. And he said, Grandma, I almost didn't come because I was so tired from work. And I just thought, I can't go. And <laughs> but he came, and he didn't tell me that in the very beginning. So he came. I went through the the little sound therapy and picked up that he really liked the really higher frequency, the higher noises, higher notes, which is unusual for a man to like, but he did. And so when I was done, because he kind of fell asleep, and most of them do, but when he was done, he woke up and he said, Oh, my gosh, I feel so much energy right now. He said, I cannot believe. He said, I feel like I could go out and play a game or something. He said, I have all this energy. So which
1: bowl (laughs) did you use for
2: him? This is the crown chakra. But it's these noises like these. These are what we would call the ambient. I like that. Yeah, this is actually air. These are your Koshi bells. And then this one... So, Koshi bells? Koshi, K-O-S-H-I. And this one is earth. So, it's just that...
0: It's a little bit lower.
2: Yeah, a little bit lower. And that's your, your low C notes, too. So... And then this one is water. See,
0: I like that one, too.
2: Yeah. Usually when I do a sound bath, I use a lot of air and water just because they are more. This is fire.
0: That's ours, honey.
2: (laughs) And the the fire and earth are ones I like to use at the end because it does get a little bit more excited and to bring you back to reality. So that's, that's the thing about sound therapy, sound baths in particular, is using relaxing sounds. And I go anywhere from the really high tones to the really low tones like the gong. And a lot of it depends on the person. And I don't think I've ever had two sound baths that are the same. Some people, when they come, they're calling forth rattles. And so I use a lot of rattles with them. It's interesting because the indigenous people, especially when I was in Peru and talking to the shaman there, he said, generally in all your indigenous tribes, they use the rattle, they use the singing voice or flute, and they use the drum. And he said the reason that they do is because those are the sounds that the fetus hears inside the mother. So this would represent the the lungs so that you can hear that. Sound of, of the lungs, and then the flute or the singing voice is the mother's voice, and the drum is the heartbeat. So it's uh, interesting so cool. because when you you go to almost all your indigenous tribes, they have some form of that in in their healing capacity or, or what they used for healing.
1: Right.
0: We actually used to go to a sweat lodge out in Vernal. We have a friend that's a Ute chief and he would hold these sweats on sundays and it was so cool because they would bring the drums in and they would sing mm-hmm. and the drums would just go through your heart you could feel it go through your whole body but sitting in pure darkness like that you see stuff mm-hmm. like things happen yeah. and it's just it's still a, such a sacred place because you're just so in touch with your soul it's just amazing i i love this stuff
2: oh. well you you get really That's one thing about darkness. We always talk about darkness in a negative, and yet it's the darkness that allows us to see the light, right? Yes. So there, there's healing properties in darkness, too, of sitting in a dark room. I went through an experiential training where we got to sit in total darkness and boy does it feel cool when you're in darkness and to be able to go inside of yourself I was fortunate to go through two ceremonies one was an ayahuasca ceremony and the other was the San Pedro plant and it was interesting to, to see the difference between the two with ayahuasca it's all about the ethereal or spiritual that's the vision that you supposedly get from an ayahuasca ceremony, whereas San Pedro is all about going inside of yourself, and so when I went through the San Pedro ceremony, it was really interesting to me because I all of a sudden it was like this little teeny man and he was dressed in like those things you would see for a guide in the jungle the what are they called the fatigues and stuff anyway okay, he was, yeah, yeah. He had the little balloon pants and the little hat and And I'm thinking, okay, where did you come from? And he says, we're going on a journey. And he started at the top of my head, and he walked down these stairs. Okay,
1: so for some reason, I'm just seeing an image of Jack Black (laughs) from Jumanji.
2: (laughs) Kind of like that. But we went all throughout my body, and he was pointing out things in the body that I needed to pay attention to. And it was just an interesting ceremony, having had the ayahuasca to compare with because San Pedro is all about going inside and finding out what's going on. Um, there was one man uh, who shared his ayahuasca experience and it was long before I ever thought of doing that and I still can't believe I did it. But he said that one of the things about ayahuasca is it really cleans you out. <laughs> both That's ways. <laughs> both you know, ends. Both yeah. ends. I did not experience that, but but everyone that was there You didn't did. purge? Nope. I Interesting. I did not. I it's because I decided to succumb to the plant. I didn't fight it. Because I was feeling extremely nauseated and thought that I would. But then it was like, Brenda, stop fighting this. You came here to experience this. So you get to experience it. And so I wow. did. And did not have. But boy, did I have a vision. But that's personal. So, <laughs> but anyway, this person shared. And he said that he he got up and he's just. Throwing up, But he, as he's looking at the earth, he's seeing these plants and all of a sudden they're talking to him and telling him, don't throw up on us, don't do this. <laughs> and so he's frantically looking for a place <laughs> that he could do that because they're all talking to him saying, no, not here, not here. But uh, it was interesting because of his take from that was about learning about boundaries for himself and boundaries of other people and that sometimes he found himself throwing up on other people, so to speak, by not having boundaries and not learning his lessons and not knowing what it was he needed within himself. He was trying to force it or control it, put it project it onto other people. I talk a lot hmm. with my hands and I know nobody can see me, but here I am talking <laughs> with my hands. So I think that there's lessons to learn no matter whether you choose to to do it with ayahuasca or San Pedro or if you just choose to do it in quiet meditation, which is probably easier to do. But one of the things that I was reading in all these books I read, it was Dr. John Buley. He said that if you go into a deep enough meditation where you're quiet and you listen, you can actually hear your nervous system. It speaks to you and it's a very high-pitched tone that you hear in the top of your head. And he said sometimes what will happen is you go into these meditative states and what you hear is a lot of sound in your ears. And he says, that's not the nervous system. You need to get higher and, and wait for that real moment of silence where you hear that. Yeah. It's on the top of your head. Yeah. 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 That nervous system speaking to you. And I think that that's true. I think that we can, we can have that conversation with ourselves. We can have that conversation with our higher self. If we just trust everything that God's given us. And I think, too many times, we've severed that tie, maybe not on purpose, but because we have, we've bought into what society has told us we should be, or what we could be. Mm -hmm. We've bought into the limitations rather than the limitlessness of ourselves. And I think that that's when we get into a state of dis-ease is because we're no longer at ease with who we are. We have forgot to listen to that higher voice, that that higher realm that is constantly talking to us, sometimes in a very quiet voice, sometimes they scream at us, it just depends on where we are. But I think that it's trusting ourselves, really. That's, to me, the purpose of life is to learn. And when we can get to that point where we learn and trust who we are and know where we came from, when we can answer those questions within ourselves, then we have that inner peace, we have that Mm. inner joy. And sometimes it's fleeting, and sometimes it stays for a lot longer. It just depends. And I think right now people say to me all the time, Brenda, what can I do now? Everything's turned upside down. And I'm like, well, maybe it's turned upside down for a reason. Maybe we all needed to be shook (laughs) upside down. (laughs) But I think that the best thing that we can do at this point is, number one, have our voice heard. But number two, we need to go within ourselves and choose. Choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. Are we going to serve that light and love, that higher frequency? Are we going to serve that darkness? And it's a choice every day. From Our thought processes, from our words, from our actions. When people knock on your door that you don't know, but you know their dog, (laughs) invite another dog. dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so true that if we can get to know who we are as a spirit and get to know our darkness and our light and be able to love both sides of us, there's duality, there's balance in that. With that, I've seen this with my clients over and over and over. As they heal, they do their energy work, they do their healing. They, they look at those dark places and they understand them and give themselves grace to release that, that emotion out of their body, mind, and soul, their heavenly gifts pop open like that crown chakra pops, that third eye pops, that, that throat chakra pops. And they start speaking their truth. They start standing in their light. They start getting the download from the other side. They feel close to the other side. And I, I believe you can tell me what you think, both of you, but I believe that's where real peace Resides when you have that tie to the other side, you can spirit will never lie to you. You can ask spirit any question. And for me personally, when it came to the jab, and I'm using air quotes here inside of me, I knew from moment one that it was a no for me. And I have zero judgment about anyone else that chose to do that or felt like that they needed to. But for me, it was like, no, you're being deceived. This is what's happening. And spirit gave me the download of truth. And it has, it has come through all of this. And it still stands as mm-hmm. truth. And I, I think that if everyone can be able to get into tune with their own frequencies and understand that we are all frequency, we're all energy, and I mean we're 99% energy and 1% mass, mm-hmm. if we can get into tune with that, the other side would love to teach us and they will hundred percent, but we have to show up for ourselves. We have to look at that dark and have to be able to be like, okay, huh, I really made some crappy decisions or I really did this and be like, okay, but it was the best that I could do at the time. The and I really much. did my very best. I mean, I was a mom at 17 years old. I, I was pregnant at 16, like not a smart thing to do. Okay, Well, there's, but-
1: there's not a lot to do in Provo, Utah.
0: Right.
2: It's, it's in (laughs) In the water. I swear. (laughs) I had my first one at 19. I was was a grandma in my early forties. So there you go. Right.
0: Yeah. But you know, I learned true, true love at 17 years old because I held my own son in my arms. He was my first true love. I learned lots of things through those choices that were probably not the best or the wisest, but they were something that i had to do for me to grow as a soul. Yeah. And i think everybody has those things, right? Like you said we all we all have our journeys that are going to take us down those traumas and those things. But i think we're all just so beautiful we and we're are. all such light yeah. and there shouldn't be any fear. And if we feel it, find out why you do and then get it out of there whether it's through sound therapy or meditation or there's so many tools. I just think it's just beautiful. And thank you for talking
2: my language. You don't even know you talk my language, but you do. I think that, like you said, that's, we have lessons, you know, all these little lessons that we have. And the joy uh, is that it doesn't matter if we got married at 16 had a child at 17 or whatever. That's the lesson is that you found that joy, your first love. And so I think that we just need to honor ourselves honor our journey yes and that's the hardest part because I I talk the talk but sometimes I'm not walking the talk because I get back into that fear mode and that judgment mode of myself and then I have to think no you learned that lesson you get to let that go and you get to move on to whatever the next lesson is and hallelujah we have lots of lessons and that's part of the journey I love that Brenda, thank
1: you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being on the podcast. And if anyone out there wants to book with Brenda, we'll put her information in the show notes as well as Nan's. If you would like to book a reading or a balance with Nanette, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes.
0: You guys, we love you. We hope you have a great week.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Mormon Medium Podcast. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation with Brenda.